Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From Ripley to Rosemark. It's US 51 Country 93.5 FM. WKBQ. Covington. Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad, bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Adam and Chad, Mike's a little hot, <laughs> US 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, thank you for joining us, thank you for all the new members of the AC Army this week, it really grew big time this week, thanks for all your votes and head ads, player of the week, Paul, we got a good show for you tonight. Is Tennessee into more victories now? I'm going to talk about that. High school football, college football, NFL football. It's football season. is plenty to talk about here on Adam and Chad. I'm Chad. He's Adam. He'll tell you all of the numerous ways you can listen to us and catch the show if you miss it on demand. That's right. You can catch us on Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. Right here live on Facebook every week. If you miss us live, it'll be out there on the page so you can catch it anytime later on tonight or tomorrow. Also, if you want to catch us on the app, you have uh, iHeart, iTunes, and Speaker.com. Then if you want to give us a call, it's 901-475-9355. Feel free to tweet us or at us in the Facebook uh, live comment feed. We take them all. We take all comments from anywhere. And like Adam said, feel free to call into the show as well. The show works better when you guys participate. We enjoy hearing your point of view, so please bring it on in. And without further ado, we'll kick off this show as soon as I can get my papers separated here. I have it in my hand, the rundown. The rundown. The Memphis Tigers lost to Tulane for the first time in 11 meetings on Friday by a score of 40-24. Tulane scored four rushing touchdowns in a rainy game. The Tigers, who were picked by the media to finish first in the AAC West, are now 0-2 in conference play. The Vols lost to Georgia on Saturday, 38-12. They're now 2-3 overall and 0-3 in the conference in Jeremy Pruitt's first year. The Titans beat the defending Super Bowl champs in overtime on Sunday to be first in the division a quarter away through the season. They have the Bills in Buffalo this Sunday in area high school football. Covington, Brighton, Montford, I'm sorry, 
Covington, Brighton, Arlington, Millington, Haywood, and Fayette Academy all won. Bolton, Munford, Ripley, Fayetteware all lost. Tipton Rosemark was on a bye week. Covington's ranked number two in Tennessee's AP3A poll behind Alcoa, who they faced in the championship last year. Fayette Academy's ranked number two in the Division 2A poll. Two teams in our listing area ranked number two in the state right now in their respective AP polls. Uh, quite a statement for us folks over here in West Tennessee. One thing I wanted to talk about to start the show off. The Memphis Tigers football team, not basketball. I will briefly say, though, Memphis Madness is this Thursday night. And if you don't have tickets, it's no big deal because you'll be able to hear it right here from 7 to 8 p.m. on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. We will be broadcasting Memphis Madness. First time ever that I'm aware of that we've broadcasted Memphis Madness, uh, and it will happen this Thursday, 7 p.m. You'll be able to hear uh, the broadcast from Memphis Madness, Penny Hardaway bringing the team out, showing them to the public, uh, first official whatever it is. It's not even the first practice anymore, so I don't know exactly what they call it, Hmm. but they are bringing it back and bringing it back in a big way. Uh, So it is a good time to... Be a Tiger, as far as that's concerned, should be pretty exciting. And uh, as far as the college football team, well, they play UConn. That I mean, you know, on Saturday, so that's something to look forward to. But let me start with this: the UConn, I mean, the uh, Memphis Tigers. I'm getting confused already. The Memphis Tigers are not that good. <laughs> it, it is time to admit that. It's hard for me to admit that. You're talking about a guy who did I predict them to go undefeated in the preseason? Adam, I think I did. I think uh, I predicted – I either predicted undefeated or one loss. I may have predicted one loss. Yeah, we predicted that they I would I mark, go back and find the They might. I don't think we said what they were for sure. I think we just said they potentially could because of their schedule because we wasn't well, sure Well, we made real predictions. I just can't remember – I just can't remember if I said 11-1 and or 12-0. and But uh, I thought it was a real possibility for them to go 12-0. and uh, I thought Missouri, it really depended on what Missouri looked like. And then uh, Central Florida is a question mark. Central Florida, uh, let me say this right now. They're definitely not beating them. But I bought into this hype before the season. It's my fault. I'm a media member. I should do my own research, right? I did do my own research. But uh, uh, there is also a lot of, well, what does the coach feel like? Well, the coach is always going to say good things, but when a, when when they when you hear people saying things that are attached to the program, like this might be the best Memphis team they've had and stuff like that, you're thinking, wow. I mean, it must be really something going on. Well, here's what they've got. They got Daryl Henderson, who is amazing, maybe the best running back in the country right now. And then they've got a lot of holes. Defense is not that great. Has moments. It's not that great. Uh, Then you've got a quarterback transfer from Arizona State who won the job over David Moore but uh, and and has performed good in some games, uh, not in others. They've had to play in the rain, and we all know that that's a drag for them because apparently they they can't figure out playing in the rain. They just can't. And they lost their number one receiver, and they lost their quarterback, a record-setting quarterback. So in retrospect, I look back at that and I say, okay, so you start a new quarterback. They don't have the number one receiver they had. 
They lost a few other pieces. They do have a good running back. Why did I think, why did any of us in the media pick them to finish number one in the West? Well, part of the reason was because it's pretty weak. The, the conference is pretty weak this year uh, in the West, in the all of the power. All of the power in the American Athletic Conference is in the East. Cincinnati, South Florida, and Central Florida all remain undefeated through uh, five weeks. And uh, it, it's <clears throat> nobody on the west side of the conference is undefeated. And you've got a team like Tulane that beats Memphis. Now, the reason it was so disappointing for me on Friday night is because you're talking about a team that Memphis hasn't lost to in 11 straight times. So for 11 years, Memphis has played Tulane and won. 11 years ago, 10 years ago, 9 years ago, 8 years ago, Memphis was not good. Okay? They weren't. They weren't good back then. They, uh, and they still managed to beat Tulane. That's what frustrates me about this. This Memphis team is supposed to be good, and they didn't beat Tulane. And they got beat badly by Tulane. There's another rain game. I don't know why they can't figure out the rain thing. I can't figure it out. But I. Th- but my point of all this is that it is time to admit that we based a lot of off of their success last year, and it's like it's the same problem I have with the top 25 preseason polls and the polls in the first few weeks of the season that come out. It's not fair because it's mostly based on last year. Now, yeah, Alabama we know is good this year. I'm not saying they're not. The only reason they came out ranked number one is because they were ranked number one at the end of last year. I mean, really, it's. I mean, you could look at what they have coming and say, but you can't. You don't know until somebody gets on the field. Look at all the teams that end up getting shuffled around, but they get the benefit of the doubt even after one loss because they were ranked highly to begin with. That's. I've always said I don't like that. But I also think that's what I fell victim to here with Memphis. Based on previous success and based on competition in their side of the conference, I felt like I, there's no reason to think they won't go at least 10-2. and two. Yeah, Lose to Missouri and Central Florida, still play for the West, uh, still be the West champion, play for the championship. Like I, I thought there was no reason not to think that. But honestly, that was foolish in hindsight. When you lose a record-setting quarterback and you don't even know who the quarterback is going to be coming in and you lost your number one receiver with no other standout receiver in the lineup that you can name, you, you, can't, you can't then predict that this team is going to still be awesome. And uh, so I think I fell victim to that. So I apologize to everybody because I feel like I helped mislead people on this Memphis team. But I just want you to know I misled myself. But I'm watching this team now, and they're not very good. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you can't take this or you can't take that. I, I can take what I see. And what I see, if I'm being honest and not being a Memphis fan, if I'm just being honest and telling you what I see with my own eyeballs, they're not very good. They're not horrible. They're not as bad as Tulane, even though Tulane beat them. They're not as bad as Tulane. Now, they had problems, and they got problems with the rain, 
and they got problems with execution, they're still not as bad as Tulane. They got problems with play calling right now. Daryl Henderson, number one running back in the country, and you only hand him the ball seven times, and he got the most carries. It's not like somebody else took up the load. They just kept trying to throw the ball. When you got the best running back in the country, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter if he hasn't gotten many yards. Eventually, he'll break something. You got to trust the people who get you there. So there are problems with the play calling right now at Memphis, too. But my eyes tell me that they're just an average powerless five team this year. Can they turn it around? They can get better this year and then be better next year? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A year under Brady White, everything, you know, gets used to everything and, uh, and you know, some receivers mature, get some better uh, things happening on both sides of the line. Yeah, they could get better and they could be good next year. Uh, this year, it's an uphill battle. It is an uphill battle. They got winnable games, but they got UConn coming up. That's extremely winnable. They should beat UConn 52 to nothing. They might not, but they should beat UConn 52 to nothing. UConn doesn't have a defense. They should beat them 52 to nothing on Saturday. After that, you've got Central Florida and Missouri back-to-back. They're not winning either one of those games. I got news for you. Either one of those games as a win for Memphis is a fluke. And I'm saying this as a fan who hopes they win both of them. Well, actually, I'm kind of torn on the Central Florida thing. And let me tell you why. Memphis has already blown their shot at a New Year's Six Bowl. Central Florida still has one. And even has a shot at the playoff. Uh, it's a very outside shot, I know. Point I'm not oh, saying it's not. 0.01% chance. <laughs> well, no, it's better than that. It's better than that because of, like, okay, so you look, let's say Virginia Tech could beat Clemson this weekend. Uh, and you've got losable games for Notre Dame coming up. You've got losable games for Oklahoma. You got Oklahoma show weaknesses against Army. So the only lock for the playoff right now is Alabama. That's the only lock. And then I think if you've got questionable, what I'm saying is I think that there is a, I want to say it's about a 15%, 10 to 15% chance of an undefeated Central Florida making it to the playoff, like getting selected for the playoff. Either way, they'll go to the New Year's Bowl if they don't go to the playoff. Right. They'll get that regardless, I think, because there's – but I, I – Unless I just, Memphis upsets them, and then that's right. – now it's either South Florida gets it done or Cincinnati gets it done or the AAC doesn't have representation and Boise State sinks in there with two losses because they, they're the darlings of the poll. So I don't know how much – like, yes, of course, I'm rooting for Memphis against UCF, but honestly, it's not going to hurt my feelings if UCF wins, as long as they keep winning. Well, that's damn. So and, – and that's because at this point, the conference needs help because it doesn't look like anybody's planning on expansion. And even if they did, Memphis has got – Four up years they can point to, and then this year they're back down, losing to Tulane. Right. So you think you're in the discussion 
after getting beat 40-24 to 24 by Tulane, you think the Big 12 is still thinking, man, we need to add these guys. You know, and I'm not saying they don't just look at wins and losses, but, I mean, come on. If I'm the Big 12 and I'm looking, okay, I've got West Virginia all the way over on the East Coast. I could add Central Florida on the East Coast and give them an easier travel over there and add a lot of depth to my conference. Who are you going to pick? You know? And uh, so, I mean, they could add Central and South Florida and have a built-in rivalry. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, I uh, that that's what I'm saying with where they are right now. You got to hope that the conference as a whole does well and gets and they look at expanding it to a power six. I think that's your biggest hope right now. Yeah, I, it doesn't look like anybody's going to be consistent enough. It doesn't look like you're going to be consistent enough to make the leap. That that that's just what I think. No, I mean it. It, it doesn't. I, but I still I don't know if they're going to because of the inconsistency. I think it's going to keep. They're from being a power six. I think it's just too much. There's not enough of them that are staying Well, but I think there. if Central you consistently, really if it's one. consistently the AAC champion is the one that gets the New Year's Bowl and they're undefeated or one loss every time for a number of years, then I, I think it doesn't matter if that champion changes. I, think, it, I think that just makes the, the conference as a whole then looks like a power conference. Yeah, well, the whole conference is going to have to do better of the two. You can't have... Like right now, it's pretty much been South Florida, Central Florida, and Memphis for the and Houston here and there. You need to have at least six teams that are fairly regular, which are getting closer because I mean, you figure like I said, Houston, Houston, South Florida, Central Florida, and Memphis are kind of those four. There, the others are kind of dangling, and it's like one of those situations where I don't, I don't think they'll ever. There's too many of them because Houston's falling because the coaches keep going. It's not necessarily the school's fault. You just can't keep replacing coaches and. Same things happen. We saw with Arkansas State. They've had that where they coach after coach. And they're still decent, but every time they get almost there, it, it, they lose that coach, and then they fall off a little bit, and then they come back. And, then, and this is not – Memphis is kind of in that boat now, too. It's like – Let me say this. Yeah, this is not me railing on Memphis or anything like that and definitely not abandoning my team. And I still have high – look, the football program is way better off than it's ever been as a program, even with this year. I'm just saying this particular team this year is not that good. And so lower your expectations because we had expectations built on speculation and not facts. Now well, we have facts in front of us. A lot of stuff changed, though, right at the last minute, too. We don't really know because, I mean, you had a quarterback up and leave. We don't know what really how good he was. Maybe they made the wrong. Maybe Norvell made the wrong choice. We don't really know that. We well, never that got was to a see fact. him. That's what I'm saying. That was a fact we didn't have until this a season well, almost got there. But we never got to see for sure one way or the other with those. And a lot of stuff, even like most media outlets, you could point at and say, well, on paper, it did look like they should go 10-2 and two at worst. Well, at the time, see, we didn't know how Missouri was going to be for sure. We went on the assumption based off of Missouri being, yeah. And they're and they're right. they're still yeah. kind of and yeah, you're still now they could Memphis could surprise everybody and beat Missouri, but it doesn't look on paper it really doesn't look that way. Central Florida though they're legit what they are, and so that's where we got. And Memphis we don't know maybe they've had some bad games, but it, to me it's it's shaping up that Henderson is all they've got. They basically got an awesome running back, and you can't do enough with him to open up the passing game. And Brady's just not. Uh, he's not Ferguson. He's not Paxton. You know, he just doesn't have that 
ability to create the plays the same way. And now it could be, I mean, yeah, you've lost your, you lost Anthony Miller, you lost some big, I mean, you still got Pollard and some of the other guys, but you lose your major producers. It kind of, you know, we expected a little bit of a drop off, but not enough to sink them like that. Like you said, the Tulane game kind of really, but we kind of saw some garbage going on with them with South Alabama. And then it could, maybe it's just a plague of the rain. It's every game they've really struggled in has been rain. It, maybe if it's sunny, if they play Central Florida close in the sun, okay. I might think, okay, maybe just bad luck with the rain and they need to work on that. But I feel like you do. I think at but this honestly, point they lose to Central Florida. I think they lose to Missouri. I think they might lose to Houston. They might go 7-5 and five this year now. I mean, now that we've gotten to C5 games, I don't feel great about them anymore. I hope they don't, but... Yeah, yeah. honestly, uh, though, the thing about the rain is... You usually run the ball more when it's raining. You don't want to put it in the air. Right. And that's where their strength is right now is running the ball. So you would think they would be strong in the rain. They're not. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm like you, uh, you know, 8-4, and 7-5. and five. I'm not saying they'll make a bowl still. Don't get me wrong I don't, here. I don't, I don't know. I, no, I feel I don't they think should. they'll have a losing record. I mean, I, they they'll should. make a bowl. Yeah, but uh, it's not inc- totally inconceivable at this point now that it could go back sideways if it continues the way that they're going. Yeah, they I lose guess. UConn, yes. I think okay, they Okay, well, then, yeah. <laughs> this we'll, game might show us exactly yeah, what we need you're, to know. You're right, you're right. We, we may revisit this next week after we get some results. Who knows? But uh, Yeah. Well, we'll talk high school football coming up in just a moment. Uh, Jeff Ireland not able to join us tonight, but we will do our best without him. We just found out last minute he won't be able to join us. So I know what you're going to say. It says right there, Jeff Ireland, in the description. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't know until it was too late. But uh, but we'll, we'll get your high school football fix on. That's next on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country, 93.5 of him and the US 51 Country mobile app. It's the U.S. 51 Country Dollar Saver Guy with good news. Eat out at great restaurants for half price. Family fun things to do at half price. It's all at half price online at us51dollarsaver.com. There are still great savings available online. Go get yours before they're all gone from us51dollarsaver.com. Partly to mostly cloudy skies this afternoon with high temperatures in the upper 80s. Not much of a breeze. The winds will be light and from the south. Chance for an isolated afternoon shower. We drop into the low 70s overnight, but will warm to near 90 once again for both Wednesday and Thursday. Racket Club proud to introduce a new wellness program, Live Well. Wellness is not a destination, it's a lifestyle. Call the Racket Club to learn more at 901-765-4444. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church is going to be hosting a community affair, Tipton County's second annual community health fair at the St. Luke Life Center on October 13th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. All the details can be found now at us51country.com and click on Community Calendar. Community Calendar is brought to you by these fine merchants. Bank of Tipton, it's all about you. Golden Repair Service, Munford Pharmacy, and Brighton Bank. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third-generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, 
Trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Oh, my. On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And welcome back. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live as well, where you can join in the conversation. Our old buddy, Mike. Michael told uh, Adam, Alabama's trash. I don't think anybody believes that. And the cats are five and zero, oh, and that is true. Yeah, Kentucky All five this. and zero oh right now. Better than what everybody I think. And uh, uh, and by the way, another one of my picks that won over the weekend. Uh, I'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But if I'm not mistaken, I had the best weekend in the picks for once. Finally. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I had a, I had a bad one. I, will, I had a couple I'll have to look again and make sure, but I'm pretty sure I won the deck. Cause I think I only got one, maybe two games wrong. Uh, and so it was a pretty good weekend uh, for me, picks-wise. But uh, we'll talk high school football now. Covington, number two in the state right now, behind Alcoa. I said at the very beginning, I said this at the very end of last year, actually. At the uh, in the championship game, after it was over, I said there is a very good chance that we will see Covington and Alcoa meet again for the state championship because both of those teams were loaded with juniors and made their way there that time. Now it's hard to get to a state championship because I mean it's a one and done tournament, right? Right. No but uh, right now they're sitting one and two in the state. And a lot of other people are thinking the same thing. Might be time for a rematch up there at the Tennessee, uh, what is it, Tennessee State? No. Uh, I think they played in Murfreesboro, didn't they? No, they played in Cookville. Or Cookville, yeah. Uh, I don't know what they call it. I don't know. I can't remember I the would, name I of the university. Tennessee year. Tech. Is it Tennessee, Tennessee State. Is that where they yeah. play? Tennessee State is the one where the, the football player – uh, they had an issue with a football player at Tennessee State over the weekend, and I can't remember exactly what it was. But I remember oh, some had, kind of no, injury. He did go to the hospital. No, he um, had an injury. And he was in critical up, condition. Yeah, at one he, point. He, yeah. some kind of he had a brain injury. And uh, they, as far as I know, last I heard, he's doing he's doing okay. They, I mean, he's, that way he's critical. I think he might be stable now. On the but he survived the injury. It was one of those things where most people don't. So they were really they got him in there and had, got him taken care of pretty quick. So it's kind of one of them freak things but uh but he's looking like he's gonna be okay but i mean he's still uh not in the great he's still in the hospital and but they hung with vanderbilt yeah which uh, is surprising it which was very surprising but uh so now it looks like the best team in the state of tennessee is vanderbilt yeah i mean it really they've does. been tough this year though they they've looked good well they should have beat notre dame if, they'll I mean, get to prove it on the pass. field more than anybody else oh, yeah. because they face they faced Tennessee State, which is a kind of lower division almost, but uh, or it may even be lower division. But uh, they, uh, but they also will face Tennessee, and so if they win both those games, I mean Middle Tennessee is actually not doing bad either, I don't think. But uh, uh, Vanderbilt is uh, definitely the best team in the state right now, and. Um, thought you'd say that no i i know that's right it's their good uh, I mean, but they're... back on high school so covington romps to the win again marcus hayes up for 
the award for player of the week. And let me just say uh, in the player of the week award, if I, if my memory serves me correctly, and it doesn't always, sadly, but if, my, if it serves me correctly, if Marcus Hayes were to win tonight, and it's a really close poll right now, uh, if Marcus Hayes were to win tonight, he'd be the first ever three-time winner of Player of the Week, of the Head-Ass Player of the Week award. Uh, Marcus Hayes had 11 carries, 152 yards, and uh, and one 87-yard kick return for a touchdown. What's happening over there? Oh, Nat. Oh. <laughs> He's back again. He's the, uh, I saw you jump and it made me jump. Yeah, I was trying to. <laughs> I was swatting it, and I ended up catching my cord. And <laughs> almost pulled my headset off. Millington got a, a good win over the weekend as well they on did. Friday night, and their quarterback, Tommy Clifton, threw for 173 yards and three scores and also carried it in for a touchdown. Uh, so he had four total touchdowns on the night. Brighton with a big win uh, over Kingsbury. That's a, that is a region win for them. And Keontae Newson, six receptions, 166 yards, three touchdowns, and a 70-yard punt return for a touchdown, and four tackles on the defensive side. And uh, I imagine that uh, he probably had a pass breakup or two also. Uh, But Brighton owned Kingsbury this weekend. So now Brighton, uh, actually with Mumford's loss, I want to say that puts Brighton at number two or three in the region right now. Munford will play Kingsbury this week, uh, and we'll have that game as the game of the week. And over in Arlington, doing what he always does. And if you guys aren't tuned into this guy, you need to be tuned into this guy. Kenneth Walker the third. He's the running back at Arlington. 33 carries for 244 yards and two receptions for 14 yards. And he got a touchdown apiece, one receiving, one rushing. 244 yards the guy got. Rushing, uh, and those are the nominees for Hat As Player of the Week. You can vote. You have to be a member of the AC Army in order to vote. You can join that at uh, the Facebook group, AC Army, or fans of Adam and Chad. You can look it up either way and uh, find it there. Once you are a member of the group, you can then vote in the poll. That is the only way you can vote in the poll. That is not something that we did. That is something that Facebook did. So blame them. But. That's the way it is. You got to join the group to vote in the poll. And so go uh, now, vote on the poll. It'll close at 7 o'clock. So make sure you go there. Keontae Newsom, man, a couple of good weeks, though, Adam, from him out at Brighton. And uh, the Cardinals, because they're playing well in region play, so, so this is what happened last year to a degree. Everybody's looking at the Cardinals last year early, and they're counting them out. And then, come region play, they get a win, they get another win, they get another win, they get another. And before you know it, they're in the playoffs, and then they're in the state semifinals. Right. And so now we're kind of seeing a trajectory here. Now, to be honest with you, Overton and Kingsbury aren't the best tests. So we're going to see when they play Ridgeway and Southway, we'll see where they really are. But this is how it started last year. It's, it looked messy in the beginning, and it got together by the end of the year. So it'll be interesting to keep watching Brighton this year to see how they continue to progress. The defense, and I'll say this too, the defense uh, has to get better every week. And, and they started from a not great spot, and they got to get better every week. 
And I think so far they are, for the most part, getting better every week. They're going to have to continue to get better, though, in order to do something close to what they did last year. And uh, But they are on the upswing right now over there in Brighton. And they that win this weekend put them ahead of Munford, but they're fourth in the they're, – they're just on that – they're a bubble team right now. Like, they're in as far as the division playoffs and all that, but if Munford's right there behind – Munford's out at the moment. If it were to end today, Munford's out. So they're, they're hanging in there, and it looks like right, – I mean, right now it's up to them, but the three teams ahead of them, they're going to have to do some damage here in the next couple of weeks to maintain that. But they're both – Brighton and Munford are both fighting right there together for that spot, that last coveted spot to move on. So it'll be interesting. Every, every game's going to matter from here on. I mean, every game does matter. But these games are going to be that much more crucial for wins, and Brighton started off good by winning over Kingsbury. So it should be a good – thing whereas Covington they're just pretty much coasting at this point they've they've have to completely just fall off the map to do it and they're playing Ripley this coming Friday so and of course Ripley's not in their group so it's it's yeah, not gonna but affect it is the a classic still. rivalry game and right. one to tune into uh this Friday is uh Covington and Ripley and uh uh, definitely check that one out. It'll be on the game of the week. And uh, no, I won't. I'm sorry. It'll be on WKBL AM. Covenant Charger football will be on WKBL AM 1250 or the WKBL app. Uh, game of the week this week will be Munford at Kingsbury. And so you'll be able to hear that on 93.5 FM or the US 51 Country mobile app. Uh, we try to bring you as much high school football as we can every single week. Uh, Fayette Academy, they're ranked number two also, man, in their division. Division two, uh, mm-hmm. single A. Fayette Academy ranked behind Davidson Academy uh, and ranked number two in the state at uh, 6-0. Uh, and they honestly, I mean, they've got a talented uh, team there, and they have since last year. You talk about uh, Reed Holland, a uh, very talented guy for them, and then quarterback Rubray, another very talented yeah, player for them. I mean, it, it, it's uh, this is a special team that Coach Vic Shivers has over there at Fayette Academy, so they're definitely uh, somebody to watch out for. Uh, coming up and honestly you were talking about Covington and Ripley and Ripley has really shown some grit and some growth this year oh yeah they have let's be honest about how terrible Ripley's been the last few years yeah and then they're looking like an average team and to get from terrible to average is a pretty big leap honestly and they they actually are looking good so coach Cruz maybe they found the right guy over there because uh things are starting to look up for Ripley, uh, unfortunately, they're going to run up against Covington this week, and there's just not going to be much they can do about that. But uh, they're still, you know, very capable of winning in their own region. Yeah, and their region's kind of small. Uh, being there's only five teams, I think only four, it takes only four to go. But it's tight, even though they're all kind of balanced in that group. So it, it could one loss could potentially knock them out and i did notice i don't know why i didn't catch this while ago brighton munford played the last game so this is shaping up to be it could come down to the very last game in that division to see brighton or munford could eliminate the other from from the playoffs yeah yeah so whereas last year they were kind of there together and it looked like both of them were pretty much clear but that's why each and every game i mean it may not matter by that game but right now it's shaping up to look like we could have a pretty that could be a big deal that whole game could really have a lot of implications so that could, that'll make it interesting, though. Make it make it a lot of fun. But um, and then of course with Ripley, they they could very well move on. They're just in a time. I mean, you got Haywood and Crockett County 
and Dyersburg in there, and Dyersburg's six and zero. Oh. So I mean, you got, it's just they're they're in a tough group, and for them to do, be doing as well as they are, that's that's showing a lot. Like you said, they they come back from a whole lot of adverse or, or adversity. So it uh it ought to be it be fun to watch them. I'm just, I'm curious to see how they come out against Covington because Covington just been kind of running through people, but. It should be a very good game this weekend. And like you said, everybody we'll can listen to it. And on it also, you know, it'll take, and I don't have any doubt in uh, the ability of uh, Coach Wheeler and, uh, and Coach Kirby and the whole staff over at Covington to keep their kids humble enough and, and not overconfident going into games. Because that's the danger when you're Covington. And so you went to the state championship last year and. I think the only thing, like, you lost last year, and that's the thing that kind of keeps you from getting cocky and makes you work hard every week. Because it's very easy when you're running through people like uh, they are to get overconfident and let right. somebody sneak up on you. Right, complacency. Don't, and don't so you can't, you can't let complacency overtake you, but I think that coaching staff does a great job of really getting the, and it sounds like coach speak, but really getting the team to focus on one week at a time. Let's do this week's opponent, then let's do the next week's opponent. Right. And um, I think that mentality uh, helps keep them grounded and uh, where they go into each game kind of at zero and zero. And uh, and then so they get ready, you know, they get ready for it like it's the first game of the season every time. Right, right. It's definitely. Oh, and Brandon wanted to let everybody know that uh, Brighton and Munford will be on Tube Town, I guess, on that evening. So. Oh yeah, so be, that's be right. Yeah, it will it be on on, on Two Town and uh, 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 I think they'll stream it on YouTube also. Yeah, uh, that's actually fun to watch. Like I watched some games like before, and it was uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's not as good as when they had that one announcer guy, but uh, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who that was. Since I left the crew, I, I mean, you know, it's it's no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it, it's uh, I. Uh, I had a lot of fun with those guys, and they, they do a great job, man. It's just uh, it blows my mind when I watch it uh, to see, like, I, you know, just to see high school football broad, being broadcast and look like any college football game you could tune into is pretty awesome. I mean, you you could you tune in there, and it's like any college national broadcast you would watch. It's pretty much the same thing and it's it's really amazing to see like these people you know uh and these uh kids and teams you know out here playing on that kind of stage and i i think it i think it elevates the game for everybody to me it does it does it makes it i mean it all started things like with the way it's gone with the rivals doing what they've done and having all your your selection shows and things where these kids are picking their schools and things it kind of that kind of blew up into a big thing and then now the high school stuff is becoming like you said, just like college where eventually I could see 10, 15 years from now as technology gets cheaper and better and schools pump more money into their sports programs and things. You'll have a lot of this where you're going to be able to watch stuff on YouTube or there'll be TV. I mean, they're already playing some of the larger high schools on ESPN. I mean, they've got, especially when it gets around playoff time, you'll see a lot of that. So I think that's the future. That's where we're headed. It's going to eventually be where high school is going to be almost like getting to like college level where you're going to have every school's going to have TV crews and things like or that. Or football's so. going to die altogether. We don't well, really know. Right, yeah. That's the other full swing, the other direction. It might so. be outlawed. <laughs> Too many people. Be All right, when we come back, uh, moral victories? We'll talk about moral victories and who's claiming them and what they're worth. 
On the other side, on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. I'm Mark Richardson, and we own the Sears Hometown Store in Covington. Since 1993, Sears Hometown Stores have been independently owned and operated by local store owners. Being an independent business owner means I can treat you, the customer, to the best deals, the best service, and we're the only store in town with the top 10 appliance brands. I don't work for Sears. I own this place. I work for you. Come shop with us at our Sears Hometown Store at 715 North Main Street in Covington, where you'll be treated like family. Hi, this is Lynn Lane. We've got some great things going on at Lane Flooring. We have finished our renovations and are proud to say we now have the nicest showroom in West Tennessee. Our warehouse is stocked with laminate, hardwood, carpet, and vinyl. If you're looking for cash and carry, then Lane Flooring is your answer. Stop by and shop with us for out-the-door savings or save with us the old-fashioned way and let us help you choose the perfect flooring with expert installation. We are friendly, knowledgeable, affordable, and locally owned. Check us out at 365 Highway 51 in Ripley or give me a call at 731-635-7081. Thank you. Honey, did you get the mail? No. Did you? Why would I ask if you got the mail if I got the mail? I don't know. Confusion, perhaps. Right. Anyway, someone needs to get it. Agreed. I was thinking you. It has been 10 days since anyone did. I know, but I was thinking. It's hot outside and it's cool inside. What's one more day? Call AirServe today to make sure your air conditioning is working this summer. We'll make your house so comfortable you'll never want to leave again. 901-622-5050. It's not just a home or a car. It's the money you save, the overtime you work so that you can have nice things. The State Farm team of Brad Carlisle wants to protect them. We are the number one choice for home and auto, and with discounts up to 40%, we can save you money and give you the coverage you deserve. Let the Brad Carlisle team save you an average of $480 a year. Call Brad Carlisle State Farm today at 901-476-7500 or visit bradcarlisle.com. Partly to mostly cloudy skies this afternoon with high temperatures in the upper 80s. Not much of a breeze. The winds will be light and from the south. Chance for an isolated afternoon shower. We drop into the low 70s overnight, but will warm to near 90 once again for both Wednesday and Thursday. Racket Club proud to introduce a new wellness program, Live Well. Wellness is not a destination, it's a lifestyle. Call the Racket Club to learn more at 901-765-4444. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is the Sports Jock and Chad. Welcome back, Adam and Chad. US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Voting still underway for the next 15 minutes for the Hat Ads Player of the Week, brought to you by Hat Ads Department Store, the last great American department store in downtown Munford. And check them out at hdsoutdoors.com as well. Hat Ads Player of the Week poll up right now. You can vote. 15 minutes left to vote, and it is a tight, tight race between three people. We have never had a three-way race this tight in the voting before. Get on there and vote for who you think deserves to be the player of the week uh, before the end of the show. Now, uh, oh, let me bring up one other thing, too. So you have to be a member of the group in order to vote. Now, I got a request from this one account three times to be a member of the group. We have to approve the request. It's just the way it works. Uh, the 
I got a request uh, three times from this account. I denied it twice. Okay. There, if you have no profile picture, no pictures, and like no posts, and you only joined Facebook to vote in this, let me just say it like this. If you only join Facebook to vote in the poll, that's fine. That is fine with me. But you have to let us know you're a real person and not a Russian bot or something, right? right. You, you have to do something. And if your Facebook profile has no profile and has, has no profile picture and has no posts, then it does not look like a real person. And so if you wonder why did I get denied acceptance into the group, well, that's why. Because it didn't look like a real profile, and we're trying to keep, we're trying to keep non-real profiles out of the group. No bots. Uh, we don't want bots in the group uh, that are going to spam people in the group and stuff like that. So that's that's the purpose of that. So put something in your profile picture, something, do something that proves you're a human being, and not a spam bot uh, when you when you go to join the group because we're trying to keep that away from all of our members of the AC army. We don't want them bombarded with spam. So that's why we try to control the bots and keep the bots out of the group. So anyway, if you are a real person and you got denied, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's what you need to do is make your profile appear to be that of a real person. And, uh, then you will be approved. That's <laughs> yeah, there's very few that there's very few that i run across but there's just one that's popped up like three times and so i denied it twice now i'm thinking well maybe it's a real person but i don't know why they don't put a profile picture up right and sometimes it could be somebody every phone has a camera today right i mean everybody's phone has a camera right you you can do something with with a picture you would think let's move on and talk about moral victories should we start with Tennessee or should we start with Clemson? Seems like teams in orange are into moral victories this weekend. <laughs> Let's start yeah. with Clemson. Clemson played Syracuse. And it was a close game. Came down to the end. And Clemson... Now, let me rewind a little bit. Clemson started the game. Their, their quarterback, their last year's starting quarterback left because they decided to start the freshman over him. They made that decision after four games, so everybody's still be under the redshirt rule, and they've decided now the freshman quarterback is the starter. So the other guy left and left the team. He's going to transfer. The new starter freshman quarterback comes out and gets hurt, like pretty early on in the game, and he got hurt and knocked out of the game. And so they had to bring in their third-string quarterback to play. So it was an uphill battle for Clemson in a lot of ways. Clemson was able to hang on. They beat Syracuse. Syracuse took them down to the wire, but they were able to hang on and beat Syracuse. Now, here's the moral victory part of it. Their fans, when the clock went to zero, rushed the field for beating Syracuse. Clemson fans... Let me let that sink in for a minute. Clemson fans... The number three team in the country. Coming off of three straight playoff appearances. 
was three straight title games, right? No, it was three straight. Alabama eliminated them last year before they made. Oh, the that's right. But three straight yeah, matches two before against that, Alabama. It was two matchups with that. They've had to play Alabama every two year. They've been in there. two title but. games and another playoff appearance. Three straight playoff appearances. And you're number three in the country and undefeated right now. They beat Syracuse, and their fans rushed the field. That's the whole act. I mean, you would say, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So you would say, act like you've been there. But the thing, I mean, they have been there. Right. And this is just a regular season game against Syracuse, who you beat two years ago. Right. It's not like it's something that's never happened. Right. Oh, and real quick, I know this is kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I think it's Bryce Lee. I'm saying your name right. I got you approved. <laughs> Vote for you, boy. <laughs> they they sent a message through. So, <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, I just want to let them know I I approve and they're good. It came through. It just there was two or three hitting all at once. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, but y'all, I I feel like you, you're talking about with uh, Clemson. It, to me, it's more I blame it on the fans because I know Davo is not looking at it like a. He even came out with the quarterback situation like, oh, I knew the guy could sling because he's the third string guy. But now they do have depth at court. They did have three. He did say that before the beginning of the season. I got three guys that could start. It just so happens that Bryant was falling behind, and the other guy, you know, the one got hurt. He right. ended up. I, I well, know, let me Trevor say, Lawrence. I, yeah, I don't let me say this name. too. Their nightmare scenario did happen. Because oh yeah, he could have got. He could've the really worst thing that could have happened when Connor, uh, I mean uh, uh, Kelly Bryant leaves, and it, you decide to go with this other guy, and then Kelly Bryant leaves. The big question everybody had was, well, where do you go if he gets hurt? And then he does get hurt. So that's the worst thing that could have happened, and they did survive it. Okay, so it was a good win for Clemson. But here, here's a note I wrote to myself after the uh, after the as soon as I saw him rush the field. This is a note I wrote. The number three team in the country should never rush the field, period. Ever, period. That's the note I wrote to myself. Well, I mean, if you're the number three team in the country, you shouldn't even rush the field for a national title. No, that's not. Maybe maybe a national title if you've never won one or something. And most time you're not going to be able to. But honestly, you don't rush the field at a national title because it's not a home game. But well, a lot of times it's not where you're going to be able to. If you're Clemson, (laughs) there's nothing you rush the field for. There's not one win you rush the field well, for. Not one. I think in Name some cases. One. Name one. I mean, it'd be a thing. I mean, if, if it was if it was a come behind. When does behind, Alabama I mean, rush the field? Let me ask you that. Let's 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 rewind. Get off uh, Clemson for a minute. Let's say Alabama. What would be a rush the field game for Alabama? What would justify Alabama fans rushing the field after a win? I think last year's title game. If it wasn't a title game, but it's it was a title game. That and it really and they kind of did. They can't. Their third in title team. in four years. No, not. But it's for different reasons. The fact that because of the comeback, not because oh, I can't believe we won. It was just that 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 situation. But it's a situation rushed the field. Like in their case with Clemson against an inferior opponent. Why I don't get that. This yeah. would be like but if Alabama like beat Georgia the way plays they did. Vanderbilt. And this is the what field this is like. They won the Alabama game. plays Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt gives them a hard time. And, and then they, they the kick field. a field yeah. goal to win or something, that's, and they yeah. rush the field. That's ridiculous for beating yeah. Vanderbilt. That's, but that you're right. It's in and that I've kind of thing. I've seen teams. I've seen teams like really lower division teams, like say, I'm just making this one up, but but say Tulane beat Oklahoma. I've seen that happen, and them not rush the field, and just well, act some of like they've been of fines, there. Though, <laughs> well, you know, what some I'm of saying, them respect though. the fines. So. But but I'm just saying, I've seen 
lesser teams act like they've been there right. when they had right. every excuse to rush the field right and didn't well and uh, and, and then it just blew my mind honestly i never oh, thought man. honestly with the team ranked number 3 been to uh uh the, the playoffs the last 3 years in a row and still pick to be a playoff team this year, and you beat Syracuse, an unranked team, and, and rush you the rush field. the yeah. field? And the only thing I can think of, and this is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to give them an excuse because I really I don't think there is an excuse. And I blame it solely on the fans. I don't blame it on Dabo at all. I think it must maybe because of that third-string quarterback and they wanted to go out there and be like, hey, that's the only possible explanation I can think of. If it's for anything other than that, and even that's ridiculous because it doesn't look good. But, um, yeah, that, that's really the only reason I could see them thinking, okay, this guy's a freshman. Maybe, you know, they just, wow, the freshman. And I saw the end of that game. It wasn't that miraculous. Syracuse isn't that good. It's just they Ding, ding, good. ding. I There's mean, a winner. We got so, a winner. Syracuse isn't that good. And it's kind of one of the things. Well, that's what I'm saying. The only thing I could think of is them – it's the fans. I'm just I'm trying to get in the mindset of the fans. Is it's because it was a third string quarterback and it's just this. Oh, we came back, but I still think it's ridiculous. But I, that's the only thing logical I could even. Ohio think that State didn't sense. rush the field when they won a championship with a third string quarterback. Yeah, that you know was a why? Because though. they are the Ohio State University and they don't rush the field. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think them. A different situation, but yeah, they well, and I think most of it's because it's urban. I just Meyer. think you're above it. If you're at Clemson at this point in your program, you're above it. You're above it as a fan base. You're above rushing the field. Alabama is above rushing the field. If Alabama rushed the field for any situation whatsoever, I would say they're above it. They shouldn't do that. Right. Well, they, and they, they you're you're would. above it at that point. You should expect to win games. You should definitely expect to win that game. Now let right. me let me move to Tennessee. Uh, while we're running out of time here up against the clock, I want to make sure I get over to the Vols. So after the Vols game against Georgia, they get beat, uh, what was the score, 38-12? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. so they get beat. better than I thought it was going to be. So they get beat by double digits, like everybody expected. I'm not saying that. Everybody expected them to get beat by Georgia. They did compete better than most people thought they would. I mean, most people thought it would just be an absolute killing, and it wasn't. Kind of, it wasn't. Yeah. They competed good. They showed a lot of grit. They showed a lot of good things. And uh, after the in the post game press conference, the uh, uh, the coach talked about Coach Jeremy Pruitt talked about all the stuff he liked about what he saw and how he liked the grit his players showed and all that. And I saw a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of posts from Vol fans on social media that said things like. I think we've got our guy. We've got our guy. And they would post the press conference uh, quotes or video, and they would say, oh, here's the guy. This is the guy we've been needing all along. And and all I could think was, after a loss? Like, that's what sold you? A 38-12 to loss to Georgia? To me, it's not like you lost by a field goal, okay? And it's not like you had them down to the wire. And... To me, like, here's when I'll know Jeremy Pruitt might be the guy for Tennessee. Is if he wins one this year, he's not supposed to. I wouldn't even expect that. I, but, I, for but me, no, I'm a, not expecting it. I'm not game. expecting it. This is not a. This is not bringing down Jeremy Pruitt. Don't get me wrong on this, okay? He's in a bad position, and Tennessee's got a ways to go. What I'm saying is, as a fan base, I've never seen people so hot and cold. 
I mean, they were, they were this way with Bush Jones. They come up hot, and then suddenly, I mean, they're just, they drop him like a, like a rock. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Jeremy Pruitt right now. They, they get all high on him, and I just can't understand getting that high on somebody after a loss. I know that you, I know it was a loss you were supposed to have, and I know you played better than you were supposed to, but a loss is not a, a loss by 26 points to me, is no confirmation that this coach is going to do things that people haven't done since Phil Fulmer. And that's what they were acting like. They're acting like, oh, we've got our national championship guy now. From a 38-12 loss, you, 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 you're convinced you got your national championship coach? I, was, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. How do you take pleasure in that moral victory? And let me say this. How did Tennessee get to the point of moral victories? When, I remember, uh, I, I mean, look, I remember, to me, like, it's such a bizarre position to be in uh, right now as a lifelong Memphis fan, a Memphis football fan for a long, long time now. And uh, I, can, I, I could probably say lifelong, but honestly, when I was a kid, I didn't really care that much about college football. And uh, I think I even maybe went through a stage where I experimented with wearing an orange shirt here and there. But uh, I, I don't I don't know. But uh, uh, no, the... Uh, what I'm saying is, as a Memphis fan, it's, it's it's this is very strange territory to be in because you've got Tennessee is now suddenly they're into moral victories. Now suddenly they're just hoping for good losses that they can build on. And suddenly, I mean, it's not suddenly, but now Memphis isn't into moral victories anymore. If they don't win, I mean, heck, look. They're out of. They're pretty much out as for winning the West, and most of the fan base is out on them already and down on Norvell. Right. Right. I well, mean, like Norvell is really taking a beating right now from yeah. fans. Well, I think that part of that's the delusion of grandeur of the basketball thing going. No, no, on, no so. I understand. But what I'm that's getting at is different. It's what I'm getting at is Norvell is. Nor like the Memphis fan base is the one that is expecting big things out of their program, and all Tennessee is expecting is to not lose bad. That I, what I'm a actually, reversal of roles from twenty I'm, years ago. I'm actually twenty more years surprised. ago. Oh my goodness, it was the total opposite. Well, I'm more surprised that they're not just trashing him because I figured after the loss to Georgia, I thought, well, it's here comes more of the yeah, here we go again, let's get rid of him kind of thing and. The fact that no, they're me doing too, that, me too. Though, That's why I'm saying is, it took me by such surprise yeah. that Tennessee now, now Tennessee's into moral victories. Their fan base is into moral victories. They don't even, That's how far down they've been beaten at this point is that they're into moral victories. Right. And, yeah. and it's, look, here's the thing. I'm not, this is not even an insult to you guys out there that are Tennessee fans. It's not, I promise. I sympathize with you because I was there 20 years ago, 10 years ago. I was there. Right there with you, man. I was like, hey, give us some credit. You know, I mean, we did better than we were supposed to. I was the guy saying that about Memphis. So I know where you're at right now. Of course. Of course, I don't ever want to hear, though. Here's the thing about it. I don't want to hear you with this Tiger High stuff anymore, ever. Okay? (laughs) Honestly, if you're celebrating 26-point losses as the coming of a new age, don't ever talk to me about Tiger High anymore. But I sympathize with Tennessee, and I actually think they should be uh, expecting a little more out of them. I don't think Jeremy Pruitt's going to do that great this year because I don't think he has the talent. I think Garantano, though, is a good player. If they can keep him healthy, 
Uh, they'll, I, I, do, I do think Tennessee is going to grow. Well, they have a brutal year. schedule, too. I mean, they, but, yeah, they have a brutal <laughs> schedule, right? Those fans are going to get tested this nothing, next two weeks. Not taking <laughs> nothing away from, I'm not taking nothing away from them as a team. I, I think they'll be fine going forward and all of that. Uh, it, it's just this is a shocking development to me for Tennessee to be in the moral victories. All right, halftime. Adam and Chad will announce the winner of the Hat Ass Player of the Week. Coming up next, after the halftime, score report. U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM in the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. From Millington to Garland, it's U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. WKBQ, Covington. Radio News. A hazardous response team was sent to Texas Senator Ted Cruz's Houston office after he received an envelope that contained a white powdery substance. Authorities at the Pentagon also say they found two packages suspected of containing ricin, with one of those packages addressed to Defense Secretary James Mattis. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said a vote for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh will take place later this week. Many senators have voiced their displeasure for how Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh has been treated, including Senator Lindsey Graham. I keep telling my colleagues, uh, if this is the new normal, God help us all. Who would want to be a judge in this environment? And uh, we've got to turn this around before it's too late. Taking Kavanaugh down <clears throat> would unleash forces uh, from the darkest side of American politics and perpetuity. You're listening to USA Radio News. This is a national health alert from the Healthcare Hotline. Are you on Medicare and or have private insurance and suffer from back pain? MD Topical has a solution for you. Today, you can qualify to receive a pain-relieving treatment, such as a comfortable back brace or a customized pain treatment at little or no cost. Call MD Topical toll-free now, 877-875-5909. It just takes a couple of minutes to qualify for these amazing treatments that have helped thousands of people with severe pain. Your personalized pain treatment will be delivered directly to your door. Call MD Topical toll-free, 877-875-5909, or go to mdtopical.com and get started on your road to a pain-free life. Call MD Topical toll-free, 877-875-5909, or go to mdtopical.com. You'll be getting an emergency alert on your cell phone soon, but don't worry. As USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes report, it will only be a test. The new National Wireless Emergency Alert System is going to be tested at 2.18 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday afternoon. People will get a loud tone and vibration on their smartphones across the USA. The system being set up to send out a so-called presidential alert in the case of a national emergency. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. There's been some tension between President Donald Trump and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Now this all stems back to the North American Free Trade Agreement being overhauled. Larry Kudlow is the director of the National Economic Council under President Trump. He was asked about the relationship between Trump and Trudeau. Let me say this, constructive discussions, okay, we're all working together now. That's very important. The call between Prime Minister Trudeau and um, President Trump was very good yesterday. What? You're listening to USA Radio News.
U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. Adam and Chad. Halftime here at the show. It's time for the halftime score update. Not a lot to update you on, though, uh, because uh, in Major League Baseball, the NL wild card game is tonight between the Rockies and the Cubs, but it hasn't started yet. Uh, it should be, I mean, they should be just any minute taking the field. Uh, in NBA preseason, that's underway, but there's only one game going on there. The Heat are 55-44 over the Hornets. Grizzlies will be playing uh, here in just a few minutes. They're at Houston playing the Rockets. Uh, and if you're interested in soccer in the Champions League over there in Europe, Manchester City beat uh, Hoffenheim 2-1. to Juventus beat Young Boys 3-0. Uh, and Bayern Munich and Amsterdam tied at one each. And uh, Oh, and uh, Manchester United uh, tied at no goals with Valencia. And I think those are the only teams that people in the States care about over there. Uh, also, big news, big news here everybody so uh i don't know if you knew this tonight i didn't know this until today i mean i guess a lot of other people maybe knew i didn't know until today that president trump was going to be in south haven i had no idea did you know that before today yeah oh sorry i didn't yeah I, I, I only knew like the day before yesterday i didn't know till. but you did okay see i i just found out today that he was going so anyway he is uh down there in south haven right now and he is talking uh, to the people at South Haven. So uh, we're just going to join that live for just a second uh, to listen in on President Trump in South Haven, Mississippi. I want to tell you about something really big. It's huge. Adam and Chad on US 51 Country. They're going to change sports and they're going to make sports great again. Believe me, believe me. No one does sports like they do. That I can tell you. It's so good, you're going to be tired of it being so good. You're going to be saying, please make it a little worse. It's too good. But they can't. They can't. Because they are winners. And they are that good. That I can tell you. Believe me, I am not Donald Trump. But whoa, I do whoa, sound whoa. Like what? what? I, I had no idea he was going to say that. I, I had no <laughs> idea that's what we were cutting in on there. <laughs> caught him at right, just the right time. Yeah, I caught him at just the right time. I had no idea that's what was going to go on there. like to punch him in the face. All right, we'll be right back on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third-generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, Trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. You're listening to Adam and Chad. The juice has come over me. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. And guess who we got on the phone, actually? Just for us. He found a charger, charged the phone up. Now he joins us. Jeff Ireland, the sports editor for The Leader and the Collierville Herald. Jeff, it's good to hear from you, man, even if it is a little late. 
Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, you know, was at a cross country meet in in Lexington, and my phone died, so I was unavailable for a bit. But I'm on the road, headed back to. Big O now. Awesome. Well, uh, we talked a little bit about about high school football earlier. Of course, Covenant Chargers continuing to roll. Brighton picking up an important region win. Munford losing a region game. And what we were talking about uh, that I'll get you to weigh in on is the fact that at the end of the year, the very last game of the year, Munford plays Brighton, and that could determine which one of those teams goes to the playoffs. Yeah, that's the way it's looking. It's funny you mentioned that. I just wrote a column about that. I haven't posted it yet, but um, yeah, barring an upset, that's a, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you know, there's there's pretty much three opportunities for upsets before that. Uh, Brighton plays uh, Southwind and Ridgeway, and um, Bunford still has Kirby. I believe all that's correct. So, if the local teams win one of those games, it'll change. But if they don't, which is they won't be favored to. Yeah, you're right. That. That last game of the regular season will come down to Munford and Brighton, and the winner goes to the playoffs. The loser is done. So if that's the way it works out, that'll be that'll be a fun game, you know, for the fans and the media. And maybe not for them, but right. it'll be a fun game. Well, it won't be fun for the loser. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. I like that. Let me ask you this. Uh, so you're coming from a cross-country meet, so I'm assuming it was a meet that your son was competing in? Yeah. Is he in the car with you? He is not. Oh, okay. I was going to ask him how the meet went. See, I was going to bring him on the show. Sorry, <laughs> right. he he rode the bus home, so he's not, he's not with me. I got you. I got you. He probably didn't get a chance to vote in the poll, did you? Car player of the week. Oh no, sorry, I didn't get a chance no. to do that. Who who are the nominees? Well, we've got a winner now because we yeah. uh, voting shut off twelve minutes ago. So we'll tell you first. I'll go over. Uh, I'll go over the nominees with you. And uh, then we will announce, I'll let Adam announce the winner because I don't have it in front of me. But uh, So the nominees were Marcus Hayes from Covington. He had 11 carries for 152 yards, 87-yard kick return touchdown also. Uh, Kenneth Walker III from Arlington had 33 carries for 244 yards and a touchdown and two receptions for 14 yards and a touchdown. Keontae Newsom. Had, from Brighton, had six receptions for 166 yards and three scores and a 70-yard punt return for a touchdown along with four tackles on the defensive side. And Millington quarterback Tommy Clifton went 11 of 16 for 173 yards and three touchdowns and rushed for one touchdown. Right. Yeah, so should I predict or should I say who should you win? Go ahead. Predict. Go ahead and go tell ahead us who you think well, should Hey, yeah, th- tell us who you think <laughs> should win. Who would be your pick? <laughs> Oh man! Uh, we'll just say your pick, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think, run through all that. You know, most of those teams, at least the local teams, have played in fear of competition. You know, so it's you know Brighton. That was a good game by Keontae, but you know Kingsbury is terrible, and <laughs> that was a good game by Hayes, but you know Westview is not good. All right. So I don't know. Maybe one of the other guys. One and- of the other guys. Then on top of it, Westview's uh, field got vandalized uh, after uh, over the weekend after the game and stuff. But over the weekend, uh, somebody it looks like from the their upcoming opponent came out and vandalized their field, spray painted all over. That's the same field that uh, UT Martin plays on, I believe. It's a really nice stadium. Yeah, that's the best. But so I'm gonna assume that we'll, we'll say Jeff took Tommy Clifton from Millington, the QB from that. Well, let me say this though: out of all the competition, Arlington played Bartlett, which is a rivalry game for them. Now Bartlett's not as good as them, but it is a rivalry game for Arlington, and uh, uh, and to so 
I will say that Kenneth Walker, he got 200 and – what did I just do? I just threw my sheet away. 244 yards rushing anyway is what he got. So, I mean, you know, that's not a bad performance. Yeah, I'd vote for the Millie thing. That's probably my vote. Really? Okay. Well, uh, it was a tight, tight, tight three-way. The last time I looked, and I don't know who the winner is yet. Last time I looked, it was a tight race between Tommy Clifton at Millington – Keontae Newsom at Brighton and Marcus Hayes at Covington. They were all very close. So if Marcus Hayes wins, he'll be our only, our first ever three-time Player of the Week winner. And uh, if Keontae wins, it'll he'll be our first Brighton winner this year. Right. And if Tommy wins, he'll be our first Millington winner ever. Yeah. So it's it, we can make history any way that we go right here. Right. So yeah, if I had to predict, I would say Marcus Hayes because of where your show is based. Right. <laughs> but, well, you know, last yeah. year we thought that a lot, but Mumford tore yeah. it up last year. Did they? Okay, yeah. okay. We've had more Tipton Rosemark players than we've had. We haven't had a Mumford player win this year. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's the first time. That's that's what's really unusual. But you know, but I'll go ahead and tell you who wins. Though. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> Let me see if I can find a drum roll here. All right. So the winner is. Do I not have a drum roll in my repertoire? I think we've moved them around to where it got booted. Oh no, this is the only drum thing I got right here. Oh, that's, that's I don't think that's that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's not that gonna might work. come off wrong. It'll be like, wait a minute, this yeah. is kind of joke, you know? That's, uh, no joke, no joke. Okay, no, but uh, we uh, in last week um, we'll do this, this breaking news. Breaking news. This is who won Hat Ads Player right. of the Week. <laughs> 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 well, for no further ado, it's Keontae Newsom. Keontae he got won. this week. Keontae he had close from last wow. week. He almost got uh, outdid uh, Mac Fallon. Like, it was really close with between him and Mac Fallon last week. So. Give us the vote counts yeah. when it went final at seven. Yeah. What were final the vote final vote counts? was Keontae had 198 votes. Marcus Hayes had 190, so it was within 10 votes. And then Tommy Clifton had 178. I think actually 188. Kind of the little thing moves. I think a couple more just jumped in. So right, right there at the last minute before I cut it off. But so every one of them was pretty. I mean. To be within 10, 20 votes of each other is very close. But it was back and forth for a while there. They were tied up, and they were staying right there with each other. And then, of course, Tommy Clifton's been moving right up. So we've had to, a big showing from Millington. So that's putting everybody else on notice. I mean, usually Covington, Munford, all of them are pretty strong, Brighton too. But yep. Millington's popping up in there now. So you guys are going to have to vote and keep so, up with it. Big shout-out to the AC Army for voting in the Player of the Week poll, the Hat Ads Player of the Week, Keontae Newsom at Brighton. We will present you your award later this week, and you will get yourself a $20 gift certificate to Hat Ads Department Store. The last great department store in America is located in downtown Munford. Go down there and check it out. And You can also shop them online, hdsoutdoors.com. Jeff, thanks for joining us, albeit briefly. I'm glad we were able to get you in on the show and uh, wanted to ask you on the way out uh, anything we should be looking forward to in the leader. You said you got that column coming out uh, after I just gave you a great idea for one. <laughs> yeah, I got a column. I started making some predictions about the uh, playoff phase of, of uh, Covington, Mumford, Brighton, and Rosemark. So that's something that you can uh, check out uh, in the paper Thursday. I might I might release it on the web earlier than that. But, yeah, I'll make some predictions. So we'll, we'll see if those – come out true or people might make people upset we'll see how it goes so that's something to watch for <laughs> all right thanks jeff talk to you again next week all right guys later, bud. all right when we come back brandon reed from two town and my fantasy sports talk.com joins the show 
He's always got great insights into the NFL, and that's where we'll turn our focus on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country Mobile app. Professional Network on Aging, along with the Memphis Zoo, is sponsoring Senior Safari on October 3rd from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the zoo. The Senior Safari is a great opportunity for seniors to access information on healthy living, financial planning, housing, insurance, caregiving, hospice, and much more. The Senior Safari is a free event for the 55-plus community. Enjoy free parking, free tram rides, free exhibits, and free entertainment. Call 901-730-0528 or visit PNA Mid-South. Are you suffering from allergies? Then you need to stop by Bradford Family Pharmacy where they have a full line of over-the-counter allergy care products. They're locally owned and can give you all the convenience of a chain pharmacy along with personal service. They have a drive through free local delivery, text alerts, and a mobile app to refill your prescriptions too. Most insurance plans are accepted and transferring pharmacies is easy. Give Bradford Family Pharmacy a shot at earning your business. Call them at 475-6300 or stop by 1500 Highway 50. South in Covington. U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, down to 12 for a low tonight, but no more junk falling. 30 right now. We'll check the full forecast in just a few. Partly to mostly cloudy skies this afternoon with high temperatures in the upper 80s. Not much of a breeze. The winds will be light and from the south. Chance for an isolated afternoon shower. We drop into the low 70s overnight, but will warm to near 90 once again for both Wednesday and Thursday. Racket Club proud to introduce a new wellness program, Live Well. Wellness is not a destination, it's a lifestyle. Call the Racket Club to learn more at 901-765-4444. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. You're listening to Adam and Chad. We're back, baby! On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. The U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. We are joined now on the phone by our good friend Brandon Reed from MyFantasySportsTalk.com and Ritter Tube Town. Brandon, thanks for joining us again. Yep, no problem. Um, you know, I, I noticed not really sports related here, but I gotta say, Chad, I guess I was the only one who didn't go to this Dan and Shay concert Friday night. Um, <laughs> seriously, I'm, at least half the people I know were at this concert, and I'll be honest, I don't even know who they are. I've never heard of them. Still don't know who they are. But they're, they're like, uh, you're not alone, Brandon. I wasn't I, there. I shouldn't I have say this maybe as a country <laughs> DJ, but to me, they're like the. Uh, what was it like they're like the boys to men of current country music like 
all of their songs all of their songs are like no well i'm saying all of their songs are like kind of uh love songs yeah love songs yeah there you go like love songs and they're all well sung you know there's no party songs it's a it's like all like love songs and the guy's a really good singer uh well though i mean both the guys are really good singers but the one guy is really good oh it's two uh, dudes and uh yeah dana oh, shay oh, i thought <laughs> i thought shay was a girl I, uh, <laughs> I had no idea but i'll, I'll say uh, this though that venue is a great venue for summer concert series isn't it? It is, i mean when the weather is nice it is awesome out there at the botanic garden and it really Pokemon is go. <laughs> oh my goodness you're, okay. off the, you're off the show. <laughs> that's it. No, that's seriously. That's where people you, you used to. I remember when they you had say to put people, signs you up. Mean you. No, no. I'm saying <laughs> I went through there one night, and this and I was before I even was involved with any of it. And there were so they had signs up, and I was like, that was how I discovered it because there were signs saying if you they wanted you to keep moving because they were blocking the people from the shell from being able to get through there and park. And I was like, "What is that?" And that's before I even knew what it was. So I, I figured it out, but it was a, it was just kind of a funny thing about that. But, but apparently, that's like a, that was. A, I don't, a I'm not spot. sure we can continue to do this show. <laughs> well, let me transition. I was producing High School just Southern, so uh, that was a bad weekend, and I was, uh, you know, basically, and, and Tennessee won. The Titans won, which I'm very proud of, but it kind of proved me wrong, and, you know, it, just, it wasn't good for my prediction status because, uh, you know, I talked bad about them all week, and then Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota has this amazing game, and then I, I lost two of my three fantasy contests over the weekend. Like I said, if Tyreek Hill hadn't made uh, would have made two less catches last night than I would have lost all three of my fantasy contests, too. So, uh, overall, it's not a good weekend for me. And then I missed the Dan and Shay concert I was working oh, on. No. <laughs> well, you didn't miss anything if you didn't even know who they were. So, think about well, it that way. That's true. That's true. Yeah. There's, there's Adam's little buddy right there on the screen. <laughs> he probably can't see it. Is what I've been working case, hard on. In case you're not sure what Brandon, he put a Pikachu in the bottom corner of the. Oh, I, it just, yeah. I'm on a delay. Yeah, I oh. see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it looked like it was, it was a bad year, a week for a lot of people fantasy wise. I even had a bad with our picks with the college football. I, I didn't miss many. It's just the ones I missed were ones that my confidence was wrong. I didn't, I kind of winged it and it was a bad idea. Well, so. it was. So Still trying to work out the season, you know. It's it, college football is even um, NFL is really hard to predict. But yeah. College is even worse because uh, you know in the first month or so of the season, you just don't know. You know, you really. Well, don't. it was a bad daily fantasy uh, weekend for me uh, until last night, and last night I actually did okay. But uh, before then, uh, but it was a one game thing last night, you know. Uh, oh yep, yep. But sometimes uh, you do better like that. I really hadn't been playing daily fantasy this this um, this year much because I'm saving my money for NBA. I play a lot of NBA daily fantasy, and you got the NBA. You can do that every single night, so uh, yeah, not yeah. just on Sunday. So I save my money when it comes to daily fantasy because <laughs> I've been doing a little bit better on in the NBA. Um, well, and that's which like, is here. You know, sports gambling. They say actually the best sport to bet is baseball. Really, I, uh, I never yeah. understood that. Uh, well, it's just because there are so many games that you can bet on, and it's it's much more predictable by analytics than uh, yeah. than oh, anything true. else. So, yeah. it, it, it's uh, uh, 
and I think maybe it's just because there's so many games that bears out over time. I, I, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I think it's easier, too. You're, all your points in fantasy baseball come from your stud starting pitchers, and I think it's a little bit easier to predict that, you know. Right, uh, when right. it, Like, a, you know, Jacob DeGrom, Clayton Kershaw, you know, guys like that. Or, you know, you, you only have uh, maybe two to three guys right. that you know for sure are going to kill it when they start. And they're uh, so in a, you know, and if they're in a pitcher's park against a team that's not hitting well anyway, uh, it, yeah, probably yep. if you follow baseball, it probably you can make good money on it. I don't stay away from pitchers anymore. playing in Colorado and things like that. Speaking of baseball, Ricky chimed in on the uh, Facebook live feed. He said, "Go Cubs, go!" Uh, and so he's he's the only Cubs fan that we have even, in the audience. Uh, didn't they get better. knocked out of the playoffs this weekend? No, they they're facing the Rockies tonight. Is that what's this is what you get for not listening during the halftime score update? <laughs> I, I just said, all right. Look, no, I I'm, thought they were already. I know they're still playing, even though I just thought they were. This is what you had on your mind right now. <laughs> Now, is this I a one-game playoff? Less, or about, is this less a, about that, more about sports. Their Pokemon Go. <laughs> no, that's, I, I actually don't know. That's what I, I actually Look, man, sure. I will say this about that Pokemon Go. I fiddled with it for a little while when it was hot, like just, you know, because everybody was messing with it. And uh, I can see where it's, like, addictive because it's one of these things where, like, it's telling you, oh, it's nearby, so you're going to walk here or there. And, like, I, I kind of feel bad that it faded out because I, I think it was fighting childhood obesity. Like it I, could be. It was also very dangerous. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like playing live seen, Frogger. You know? well, yeah. yeah, I've seen people walking around in parks and just outside with their head down, not paying any attention right. to what they're doing. And uh, I, yeah, I, I don't get it, man. Yeah. I never messed with it, but hey. Um, there are people uh, that got robbed and everything else and all kind of stuff. There, like let me, I'm, a, I'm a gamer, man. Like I, I like video games in general, so there are very few games that can't just get me into it at least a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm, just I'm the not, competition I'm, I'm, aspect of it is good enough for me. I like competition. I'm with you, but I never have got into like mobile sports. I, I have to if I'm going to be playing or video games. If if I'm going to be playing a video game, then it's going to be on my big screen TV, and it's mostly going to be sports. It's probably going to be Madden or NBA 2K. But I never really have got it's, into like mobile. I, even back in the day when I was a kid, never really did Game Boy stuff. You know, uh, it was, it was I, need, I need the big system. Strange, but I I uh, I've never liked Madden. I'd like the hmm. college football games that EA put out until they stopped making them. I would, you know, I love those games, but Madden I've just never liked. Like to me, it's just maybe it was just too much. It was overkill. Like it was too realistic, and or well, realistic. I guess as realistic as video game could be, but there was like too much. There's too much detail in it, and uh, and you end up playing, especially when they opened it up and made it online, and then you end up playing against these people who are like savants at the game <laughs> it, it is hard they have yeah. extra fingers or something like they're well, making their people what, do stuff that even the developers didn't know that they could do well as we get older chad we have no business playing 14 and 15 year olds because they get <laughs> home from school or even skip school and and they're <laughs> they they're, dedicate you know, their time achieving yeah. yes they're achieving a lot they spend six to eight hours a day maybe more playing these games which we have no business and can't possibly do chad so we're outnumbered right there <laughs> so you can do oh and real quick to answer your question from all ago the uh yes the game is a one-off the cubs and rockies this is elimination wild card game, see so. and that's what i hate you play 162 yeah, games Thank the you. cubs did so well this year and it comes down to one game Thank uh, you. no all i don't right. like that i said I this like last that. week 162 games all to come down to one game 
Not even a three-game series? Give me no. A, come on. And it's not really an, even an expansion of the playoffs. They're, they're kind of trying to pull the same thing college football did. We're saying it's a playoff. No, it's actually just a plus one. That's all it is. Right. You're, ha- you're, you're having three championship games, basically. Two, Chicago, two playoff games and then plus one. Chicago had to play a tiebreaker game. On top of that, Chicago had to play a tiebreaker game with Milwaukee for the NL Central yeah. title. And then uh, and then tonight, that was uh, – was that last night or was that yeah. – yeah, I think it was last, I think it was night. last night. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, then tonight they have to play uh, for the wild card, and one game could get them out. It, it's they were one game away from winning their division, and and now they're mm-hmm. one game away from elimination. And now, right. and also that travel, you got to think about that travel too. So where, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't been keeping up with this. I don't know where they were last night and and where they are today, but I know there's some travel involved. Um, so unless they hosted both of them, which I don't know, I, I don't think so. No, I think I'm pretty I heard sure they some, were in Milwaukee last night and they're in Chicago tonight. Yeah, so you got the travel, quick turnaround there, and uh, I just, man, I don't like it. I think the baseball season's way too long. Me personally, baseball enthusiasts no, will tell goodness. you more baseball. You know, they want more, and owners will tell oh, you they want more. They look so at it'll, the dollar signs. Yeah, it'll never be stupid. reduced. But I, I don't watch it because it's too much, man. It's just too much of my the time. The money is in video not in attendance at the games attendance at the games is great but the money the nfl knows the money's in tv right and so the nfl works everything from tv backwards other than this local blackout stuff which i to me is stupid <laughs> i saw you pretty mad about the tennessee Titans, and i was very puzzled when i woke up yeah. saturday uh, sunday morning too and couldn't find the titans game which any other time would be gone yeah well uh, I, i'll get to them in a minute um but uh the uh, like i said uh, as far as baseball is concerned you're right there's too many games they should shorten it to an 82 game season just like hockey in the nba and they should play more primetime games more weekend and primetime games in order to get better television contracts. And, and that's how you get baseball back. Well, and I would watch more if there were a lot fewer games because right now, if you miss, if you if you only watch a couple of games a week, or if you take off, you know, two, three, four days, you've missed so much in the standings. You don't know what's going on anymore. Well, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and there's no point in watching before the All Star break at all because none of it means anything. Uh, because you could, after the All Star break, you could go from last to first. And so, what's the point in watching up until that point? I, I to me, they don't make it entertaining and and then also the the more games you have the less percentage of the games you're starting your your star pitchers can play and so when you've got Bryce Harper or you know whoever uh uh, Bryce Harper what am I saying um Clayton Kershaw is what I'm trying to say yeah you're starting pitchers yeah 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 when you've got uh Clayton Kershaw and then he plays one game out of every five. It, but he could play every other game if you played a quarter of the games that you play. You know, yeah, I think it even it evens out to maybe once a week or once every eight to ten days or so. Right. Uh, you so know. if you only play I, twice a week, then you know you're seeing you you get a team with two star pitchers. It's much easier. It's a much more manageable thing. You can get more stars in the game because you would see them more often. They'd be on TV more often. It's just that's the way to go with baseball. I know we got kind of off track, so I want to get back to football uh, before we go too deep into baseball. But uh, uh, in the NFL, wanted to talk to you about number one, the Rams. They who's gonna who's gonna beat the Rams at this point? Anybody? 
Well, in the NFC, man, I'm not really sure. I think they're I think they're definitely the top dog now because of the defense and if Jared Goff keeps playing the way he is, uh, and he's really surprised me. I guess it, uh, Sean McVay truly is the quarterback whisperer because when uh, Jared Goff got drafted and they were in that first season of Hard Knocks, he was in in Hard Knocks that season. It looked to me like dude was just lost in the film room in the study room. He just had like a blank. California surfer dude look on his face like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Um, but he has really flipped the script. And, you know, the Titans got Matt LaFleur from them. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, you know, well, they had success. He really turned around, um, you know, Jared Goff real quick, you know. So maybe maybe Matt LaFleur can do some things. And the jury's still out on that. But I'm thinking it's a lot more Sean McVay um, and, and I, what they've done there in in in, uh, in L.A. with the Rams, man. I, I don't know. They're my top dog. Philly's really disappointing me because I thought Philly was a no-brainer to probably go back to the Super Bowl representing the NFC, but they have not looked right. Uh, it's not necessarily Carson Wentz and working that out. The defense, you know, the defense added pieces, and uh, they just haven't been the same defense yet either. It wasn't just the yeah. Titans game. It's, it's been all year. They just haven't quite been clicking, but in Atlanta, true. what is happening with Atlanta? Uh, the way they're losing games at home. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, the Rams are definitely my top choice right well, now. Have to be. Uh, I will say this. A super stud like Todd Gurley, too, in that defense, that's, that's a tough combo to beat. In the, in, in the NFC, though, the Vikings are probably the best team in the NFL with a losing record. I mean, honestly... I, you could watch the Vikings play without knowing the scores, and there's no way you would pick them to be one, two, and one. Uh, and they are probably the best team in the NFL that does not have a winning record right now. Uh, their defense, man, I, something again, kind of like Philadelphia, something is not clicking with their defense. Um, they gave up, you know, twenty-seven to the Bills, and then to give up. 38. That, that game should that game should have been a lot lower scoring than it was between the Rams and the Vikings. That's a game you're thinking may end like 17-13, 17-14, something like that. Um, so, but uh, I don't know. The Vikings. Something struck me with them in Week One when they really battled with. Uh, San Francisco, and I know Garoppolo was supposed to turn around San Francisco, but still the Vikings coming into the season were supposed to be way ahead of that curve and oh, probably yeah. should have won that game by two touchdowns. So something has just looked off with them, but it's been a weird season so far. Well, it just, Cousins I mean, it really has is. been up and down, which honestly, he's been up and down his entire career. I couldn't believe he got the qu- contract he did to go to Minnesota, uh, especially considering, I mean, they could have paid Case Keenum and, and I mean, to me, Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins are interchangeable, but to them, Kirk Cousins is a lot better. Uh, Let me ask you this. This has some impact on fantasy football. Uh, We saw Fitzpatrick uh, have a terrible game for the first time uh, on Sunday. Jameis Winston came in and finished the game. Now, he threw two picks, but does he have a starting job back at Tampa? I think they've already announced it. I think they've announced that he is the starter. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got his job back at least for now until he starts screwing it up. Now I know his his fantasy numbers weren't good, but you know it's kind of it's not really a full game, so you got to take that in consideration. But I think his numbers were not bad. I think he was like ten for sixteen, one forty five, 
or something like that. So uh, I, I just want to see precision out of him if I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan uh, and see him sharp and um, and put this stuff behind him because what he was suspended for happened a couple years ago. I mean, he really hasn't done anything off the field wise in a while. You know, knock on wood. But I just like I think I've said before in you guys show that I have to believe that guys mature as time goes on, and it also depends on how bad you want it because I mean he's he's not by any means the superstar that he may have thought he was going to be at this point. He's fighting to stay in this league and stay relevant, just like Marcus Mariota is too. So I mean you got to put yes. some things behind you and really mature and really get down to business. Mariota. And I think he I think he's capable of, capable of that. Mariota, who you mentioned. Is that the best game you've ever seen him play in the NFL? It is for yes. me. Yes, uh, considering the competition and the heat he's taken and still, a little, uh, I guess, injured. And I don't think Conklin played in that game. Did he? Conklin wasn't back yet, was he? No, 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 no. LeJuan okay, is so, back. Yeah, okay. So he had a, a little bit more help. But still, the numbers, what was he, like 345 and just making Conklin. plays? Um, and it looked like Corey Davis may be ready to be the stud. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of drops, too, and, and Mariota made a couple of questionable throws to me, but I can't nitpick that over basically overall what he did. Uh, he, he controlled the game, and Wentz didn't have a bad game. I mean, Wentz had 348 himself, um, but – it, it was, and what's, what really surprises me, too, is it was all Mariota. That's why I cannot be critical of Mariota, because to me, that was all Mariota this past week, because the running game did nothing. Right, Mariota yeah, was absolutely. the leading rusher, too. Yeah, no, I, it was him. He took the team on his back and took them to victory. And, uh, you know, uh, and you're talking about converting two fourth downs and uh, getting the touchdown there in overtime to get the win over the defending Super Bowl champion. I mean, it was a great game. And uh, Mariota, like I said, I think it's his best game in the NFL so far. Uh, and in a contract year, it's a good thing for him. But uh, if he continues to play at this pace, but this that Mariota was the Mariota we all hoped he would be because that's who we saw at Oregon. But when he got against NFL competition, we never saw that guy again. Now, I don't know if it was the playbook. And, well, uh, and, and that wasn't a soft defense Sunday either. I mean, the Eagles, they may not be quite where they should be, but that was not a soft defense. Now, uh, I noticed Fletcher, Fletcher Cox did go down at one point, I think, in the second quarter, and I'm not sure he returned. I do not remember. But now, if Fletcher Cox did not return, mm, then that's a little bit different story, to be honest with you, for the Philadelphia Eagles defense. But if he did return, I mean, I, I, it's hard to take away any anything from Mariota's performance. But uh, I'd have to go back and watch that yeah. to see if Fletcher Cox returned, because if Fletcher Cox didn't return, then that's not going to be the same Philadelphia defense. Absolutely. Last time, and I'm not going to get a chance to rail on Fox 13 for not showing the game, apparently, because we're running out of time. But uh, and we're going to have to get to our college picks. But uh, let's just say I'm less than happy with Fox 13 for choosing to air the Cowboys over the Titans. The two and one Titans versus the two and one Eagles defending Super Bowl champs. They aired the one and two Cowboys versus the one and two Lions. But uh, anyway, uh, the lucky I have NFL Red Zone. So yeah, uh, me too. I, and they were frustrating me too with the two box, Chad. Yeah, uh, they no, were, no joke. Uh, and they were always taking screen. taking the audio yeah. from the other game. Yeah, yeah, uh, go full screen. Absolutely. Uh, though moving on, though uh, the Steelers, Brandon, have never fired a coach in their history. They've only had three: Chuck Noll. Uh, Phil Cower and Mike Tomlin. They've never fired a coach. Chuck Nolan and Phil Cower both retired Steelers coaches. Uh, will Mike Tomlin be the first coach they've ever fired? 
Not this year. Um, you think about the leash that Marvin Lewis has got. Uh, Mike Tomlin's going to get a little bit more. And I'm not sure if you guys realize this, and uh, maybe you did, but um, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan because he coached at Memphis and Arkansas State uh, through the ranks through the, throughout the years. So that's how he came up. He spent time at Memphis and Arkansas State. So I've been a huge Mike Tomlin fan uh, since he's got in Pittsburgh. But um, – yeah, well, Le'Veon is Le'Veon's reporting week seven, I believe they're saying. I don't know why the wait or what's going on, but it, it looks like they're kind of calming the waters there and going to bring him in. Um, now well, there's, he just there's can't term, stand to lose any more money. Well, he's coming in on a bye week, yeah. too, and I'm, I'm yeah. anxious to see how these players, well, how they react to it. If I was the other players, and it sounds like a lot of the offensive line's not very happy with him, so I expect him to take some pretty good licks. The first, they'll be like, oh, oops, I, missed that block. I still think they're a better team with Le'Veon Bell. I don't care what anyone says. James Conner, yeah, he looks okay, but I mean, so did D'Angelo Williams, okay? But D'Angelo Williams is not Le'Veon Bell, and neither is James Conner. And right. it's the Steelers' defense, which is not the same. And I think I've said this before, without Ryan Shazier, I think they lose just a little bit of heart on that defense. And that the defense is not quite the same either. They gave up 14 points in the first quarter to the Ravens, uh, and it was all downhill from there. And Jerry, uh, on our pager, he said he didn't think that Tomlin was going to get fired. He said no. Not so. this year. No, I don't think he'll get year. fired. The, the, the Steelers don't have a history of rash decision, for one thing. Like I said, they've never fired a coach, ever. Right. And, uh, uh, I mean, the fact that they've only had three coaches in the existence of the organization tells you a lot about the stability there. At the same time, though, I will say that you've never seen a Steelers team this uh, oh, disjointed and yeah. off the same page. And yeah. you've got a team that where the quarterback makes it clear that he's not happy with the way everything is. Players openly talk about how Tomlin has no control over the team. Tomlin sometimes on the sidelines seems to not have self-discipline. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, if it's going to happen, I'm just saying. Yeah, and and they're win, winless at home this year, too. Um, but I ha- I still have to believe. I know there's rockiness going on this year, but I still have to believe that Mike Tomlin is the ultimate player's coach. They better be careful what they ask for because it could be a lot worse. And if I'm a player, I would. I, I think Mike Tomlin could fire me up and I'd run through a wall for that dude. <laughs> but will he get you to the Super Bowl? Because a lot of people could say he was kind of riding uh, Cowher's coattails on the one he got. So, I mean, they're st- they're still missing some pieces. Uh, they're not really a Super Bowl caliber team. It ain't just on Mike Tomlin. Uh, you're fighting a dynasty in the Patriots, and he has been since he got the job. So, well, we will uh, make uh, we'll make our college picks when we come back. We'll have Brandon with us. He'll make his picks too. And uh, well, if you stick with me, that's going to be where the money is. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. 
The third annual Covington Charger Car Show will be on Saturday, October 13th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Registration begins at 8 a.m. for participants. The pre-registration fee is $25 if you register the day of. It's $35. The car show will be at 803 South College Street in Covington in the band parking lot at Covington High School. For more information, contact Jessica Hernandez at 901-289-1302 or email CovingtonChargerCarshow at gmail.com. Whether you need money for home improvements or a honeymoon, whether you're in the market for a new car or a new kitchen, Bank of Tipton and Bank of Ripley make it easy for you to borrow what you need to make your dreams come true with personalized loans and a friendly face to make it happen. Come by Bank of Tipton or visit bankofripley.com today. Hometown Community Spirit. Hometown Community Pride. Bank of Tipton, member FDIC. Tipton County Head Start open enrollment is currently ongoing at 410 Alston Street in Covington, Monday through Friday from 8 until 3 p.m. The following documentation will be needed to complete your child's application. Proof of child's age, 10 care or insurance card, name, address, and phone number of at least three emergency contacts and proof of income. Children with disabilities are encouraged to apply. We will take applications from pregnant women and children from birth to three years of age. Northwest Tennessee EDC requires no fees to participate. If you have questions, contact Patricia Mason, Kathy Crook, or Center Coordinator Bev Roberts at 901-476-7488. This year, US 51 Country is teaming up with ScoreStream to provide all the local high school football scores in real time. And we need your help to make it happen. Download the ScoreStream app now and start following your favorite team. Use the app during football games to follow all of the action and join in by posting scores, photos, video, and chat with other fans and rivals. ScoreStream is available at your favorite app store. Are you looking for the perfect gift to show how much you care about your loved one? Or perhaps you would like to find that unique heirloom that could be passed on from generation to generation. No matter what you are looking for, you will find it at John Brassville Jewelers. Our store is committed to bringing you the best that our talent and experience have to offer while providing an unparalleled selection of the most breathtaking jewelry available. Find us, John Brassville Jewelers, at 1618 Highway 51, across from Walmart in Covington. John Brassville Jewelers, your reliable source for unique jewelry. At the intersection of Atoka Avenue and Highway 51 in Atoka is a bright blue and white building. You've probably always known it as Penny Pantry. Well, now it's Valero. The only thing that's changed, though, is the name. You'll find the same great, friendly, convenient service for high-grade gasolines as well as milk, bread, beverages of all kinds, ice, grocery, lottery tickets, and a hot deli featuring southern fried chicken, a daily assortment of hot vegetables, and the other favorites you've come to expect. The new Valero convenience store is locally owned and operated by Penny Pantry and gasoline supplied by Wooten Oil Company, who for over 75 years has provided quality gasoline, diesel, and unbranded fuel for farmers and businesses throughout West Tennessee. Partly to mostly cloudy skies this afternoon with high temperatures in the upper 80s. Not much of a breeze. The winds will be lightened from the south. Chance for an isolated afternoon shower. We drop into the low 70s overnight, but will warm to near 90 once again for both Wednesday and Thursday. Racket Club proud to introduce a new wellness program, Live Well. Wellness is not a destination, it's a lifestyle. Call the Racket Club to learn more at 901-765-4444. I News Channel 3's Todd Demers. We wanted a show that crossed Sports Center with Jimmy Fallon with West Tennessee. Pretty cool, right? Then we blew our budget on tacos and ended up going with Adam and Chad. 
Welcome back. Final segment, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. The US 51 Country mobile app show is brought to you by Muddy Waters Shirt Company. Muddy Waters Shirt Company. 301-0105. 901-301-0105. Visit them on Facebook. You can see all of their work. They do great t-shirts, hats, banners, jackets, hoodies, all kinds of cool stuff. Get your team gear made custom right now from Muddy Waters Shirt Company. Or if you have a small business, you want some uniforms or whatever, they can hook you up with that as well. Give them a call. Muddy Waters Shirt Company, 901-305-0105. Sponsor of Adam and Chad. Joined uh, once again by Brandon Reed from MyFantasySportsTalk.com and Ritter's Tube Town, who will be broadcasting that Brighton-Munford game we were talking so much about earlier, and that's on October the 26th, I believe. Uh, yeah, can't wait. That's our second-to-last game, and it's it's always – and y'all were talking about playoff potential. It always is. The, the last – since we've been in West Tennessee, that game always has big playoff potential, whether it means someone's making the playoffs or what seeding they're going to get. Um, so it's always big for us. Um, also wanted to plug MyFantasySportsTalk.com before I forget, uh, Chad, because uh, MyFantasySportsTalk.com right now, we've got all of the fantasy rankings. Check us out every week because we have the fantasy pro rankings for every fantasy position uh, there is right now, quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, defensive, um, you know, running backs, even the kickers. So every potential fantasy position is ranked uh, for our fantasy pro rankings on MyFantasySportsTalk.com. So if you're not sure, go to our site for a little bit of help. Absolutely. Also, uh, go y'all definitely need to check out that site. It is so full of all kinds of cool stuff, and it's really great for. Uh, what I like about it is it's like great for a guy like me because there 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 aren't a lot of guys like me. I, I realized this when I was in <laughs> when I was in GameStop. Uh, uh, it seems like there's not, but there actually are more than you know of. But uh, the so when I was in GameStop one day getting a video game, and then the guy realized that I uh, hosted a sports talk show, he said, that's weird. You're into video games and sports? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, it's like, yeah, and I'm into, like, I, you know, I like comic books too. I don't really read comic books that much anymore. But, uh, you know, I was a comic book guy when I was a kid, and, you know, I like all the superhero movies and stuff like that. And uh, what's cool about my fantasy sports talk is it's like all the things that I like to nerd out on are on that site. Like there is a blogger on the site that handles that. And well, so I, that's I think what I like half of guys, half the guys in the world are sports fans, at least half, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, guys be, are just sports be. fans. And if you grew up in our, in our age period, Chad, you grew up on video games. You know, yeah. uh, that's, just, that's just the bottom line. It's hard to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, it's just uh, there's a little something for everything you like to nerd out about. I like to nerd out about sports. I like to nerd out about uh, certain TV shows and, and movies and, and video games and stuff like that. So uh, anyway, it's a great site. Go visit MyFantasySportsTalk.com. We need to get on to our picks now, though. Uh, so, Adam, set us up. Right. Who is the first? Oh, by the way, wait, before you do, last week I picked all but one game right. I was 9 out of 10 last week. I still lost. 9 wow. out of 10. I still <laughs> lost because I had seven confidence on my one that I lost, and the uh, uh, the next guy behind me lost two games, but he only lost five points total Conf- for both games. So See, My confidence points killed me this week. So uh, it, it was, yeah. but yeah, I went nine for ten last week. Uh, so I'm telling you, smart money if you're laying it go down. Go to Tunica. Go yeah, to Tunica. Right. You can do that now, by the way. 
Lay bets in tunica. Throw it down. Uh, and uh, I'll say that the game that I lost in our pick last week was uh, Mississippi State-Florida. I picked Mississippi State to win. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, but in gambling, I picked Florida to beat the spread, and I picked the under. So I actually came out on top even losing that game. So we didn't do the spreads this time. One, I think one year we did the spreads. Yeah, we, we used to could. When we had Fox Sports, we yeah. did it. When we, now Fox Sports stopped doing fantasy, so now we can't do ESPN spreads. Doesn't, they don't fun. But it's still good to do picks. Uh, and Mr. Jerry, he, he, he dropped the ball this time, so he didn't even All right, get ready on so. Facebook, too, to start giving your picks with us uh, in the comment feed. Go ahead, Adam. Set right. us up. We, start, we got Big 12 first. It's uh, Texas at Oklahoma. They're playing in Norman. Uh, this is easy for me. It's Oklahoma. I think Texas will give them a little game, but it's still Oklahoma. Yep, got to be easy. Kyler Murray, 17 TDs on the season. Texas ranked 78th against the pass in the nation. Uh, I'm going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the – I don't know the rest of the words to that, but it's it's from a musical apparently. Oklahoma, they're going to win. All right, then we're going to go to the Big Ten. You got Maryland at Michigan playing at the big house. I think Michigan gets this one, but they get scared in the process. I think Maryland pulls almost a Texas on them, but they still win. Yep, in the big house was the key phrase there. I haven't been real, real impressed with anything Maryland has done outside that first week against Texas, and Texas wasn't quite ready for that game. So, yeah, uh, I'm going with Michigan. Uh, Maryland was just found to have had a toxic culture for years before a player died. And uh, so uh, they're in a lot of turmoil right now. Now, I know I said this when they were playing Texas, and I thought that was a shoe-in for Texas. I didn't take into account how bad Texas uh, can be when they beat themselves in their own heads. Uh, and I, I guess that's what happened in that game because they absolutely should have beat Maryland. There's no way Maryland goes into Michigan and beats them. I, they they can't pull off two miracles in one year. Yeah, it's happened. But now I got Big Twelve. I got Iowa State and Oklahoma State. I I think uh, they're the best one and three team. Iowa State is, but I think Oklahoma State gets out of there alive because they're playing at home at, at Oklahoma State. Yep, Oklahoma State's at home with a better offense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a three-score game. I honestly, I, Oklahoma State, because of the way they can run away with the score, uh, and you know, Iowa State. You're right. Iowa State is better than the one and three record shows, but uh, Oklahoma State can run up the score, and I mean, I, I think they're going to do it against Iowa State at home. All right, then you got San Diego State at Boise State. They're playing on the Smurf turf. I, I think Boise State gets this game. San Diego will be a decent foe, but. Boise gets it. Yeah, but Boise just passes for so much. They're averaging almost 400 yards a game in the air. Uh, And uh, I think they've been a little bit more tested. Uh, Beating Troy was pretty impressive to me at Troy, 56-20. Take it for what it's worth, but I think that was pretty impressive. Um, And so, yeah, I'm going to stick with Boise. And um, and Brian Harson. And, hey, is their quarterback, is that Mark Rippon? Is he related to Mark Rippon? No idea. I'm not positive. Probably so, though. I'd Quarterback's name is Brett Rippon, and that's not a very common last name. No, the same yeah. way. I'd say you're probably 80% correct. There. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a good probability. <laughs> Y'all are both wrong about the game, though. Uh, the uh, San Diego State, uh, I've got in this game with the upset on Boise State. It's not that big an upset. San Diego State is a pretty decent team on the level of Boise State. Uh, Boise I think while yeah they can kind of put up points they don't have that much on defense. I I just uh, I've watched Boise play a little bit. I'm not that impressed uh, with them, and I think San Diego State comes in there and gets this win. I'm not. It's not going to be a blowout, but I think San Diego State goes up there and gets the win on the Smurf turf. Then you got the SEC game, uh, LSU versus Florida. They're playing in the swamp. 
I think LSU gets this, but I think this game's going to be closer than what everybody thinks. I think Florida's defense is better than LSU, and I think that Florida is going to pull off an upset in the swamp. I think it could happen. Well, we got two. I'm going to have to break the tie here. Brandon thinks, let's see, Brandon thinks it's going to be Florida. You think it's going to be LSU, Adam. Uh, what does the expert say? Let me think. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I man, I hate to pick LSU in this game. I really do because I just think it's a matter of time before Ogeron, uh this this whole thing melts down Two weeks. for him. Two weeks. Uh, but in this case. I, I don't know. Florida can't get two in a row. I don't think. Like, like I mean, they they came up big against Mississippi State. I just don't think they can do it again against LSU. So I'm giving it to LSU. All right, then I'm gonna jump to another one here because I don't care about this other game. I got Kentucky at A and M. Don't skip games. Just go uh, fast. Are you going too <laughs> too much? But I got Kentucky and A and M. I'll come back to the other one if we get time. Uh, I'm going with Kentucky here. I think they're on hot streak. A&M hasn't impressed me, even though they're playing in College Station. I think it'll be a close game, but I think Kentucky pulls this one out too. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, Kentucky, I, I think is. I'm sorry, Brandon, I skipped you because, but uh, we're, we're running up on time. Uh, Kentucky's the best team in the SEC East, maybe they they may be they may be better than Georgia. I don't know yet, but they may be better than Georgia. College Station. Sorry, I hit College the wrong Station. A and defense. A and M's offense is better. It's in College Station. A and M. All right, then we got Auburn, Mississippi State. What do you think there? I'm going with Auburn, but they're playing at Mississippi State to start though. Auburn. Yep. Auburn. All right. Uh, yeah, Auburn. After what I saw this weekend, I'm going Auburn. And then you got Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. They're playing in Blacksburg in Virginia Tech. I, I think Notre Dame gets it, but I'll, I'd like to think Virginia Tech might pull that out. I'm going with the upset, and Justin Fuente, George. Uh, I'm sorry, Virginia Tech, top forty in everything. I can't go there with you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I I want my heart wants to, uh, but my eyes tell me otherwise. I think this Notre Dame team is better than the one that went to the national championship a few years ago, by a little bit. So uh, <laughs> I got Notre Dame in this game. Adam's shaking his head no. Probably hasn't same. seen him play same a damn. result. He just hates them. I have. I've watched Vanderbilt almost beat him. That's all I needed to see. I, I, it's okay, though. I want them to go to the playoff. I'd love for Al to match up. Primetime ABC. That's right. Saturday night game. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, Appreciate Brandon. It, Brandon. Talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Catch you later. All right. For Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Great Broadcasting Studios, thanks for listening to Adam Chad. Congratulations, Keontae Newsom. I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya.